And welcome to What's the Score with Aaron and Isaac. My Hello. name's Isaac Maddock. He's Aaron Lacey, and we're here to oh, bring yeah. you sport, chat, gossip, and laughs. Um, yeah, you know the the normal stuff. The we're normal on stuff. Three or four, whichever one it is now. Episode three. Yeah, we'll be bringing you uh, lots of segments and fun stuff, and games to look forward to. But first of all, it's our news segment: new balls, please. Uh, we're going to start off with a bit of rugby news. Probably the biggest news of the week. Um, France versus Sc- Scotland this weekend's Six Nations match has been uh, postponed after 14 French COVID cases in the squad. France suspended training on Thursday when a French case was returned from the normal tests. The squad is now isolating. It is unlikely to be rescheduled for the second rest week. 6th or 7th of March, that would be. But Scotland could be without 10 players if the game is rearranged outside of World Rugby International window. I mean, that's it's a bit of a shame. We were doing so well with the Six Nations. Um, I mean, it's it's more of a shame, Aaron, for our fantasy teams. Yeah, because it's confusing because they haven't allowed you to have one extra player, so we've all got to choose Italians. Basically, yeah. So you're you're a maximum of four players per country, and there's fifteen obviously in a in a squad. So if we only pick England, because no one wants to pick Italian players, if we, no. if we apart only... from maybe Biggie, because he is quite reliable. Sometimes. He's not though. Even even him's not great. But um, if you if you pick four England, four Wales, and four Ireland, that's only twelve. So this week that means we have to pick at least three Italian players. So. But anyway, Aaron, what else you got? Uh, Eddie Jones has made two changes to his starting eleven to face Wales in Cardiff on Saturday in the Six Nations, as Jamie George and Mark Wilson return to the starting fifteen. George replaces ex to Luke Cowan Dickey in the front row with the latter dropping down due to the down to the bench, while Watson while Wilson is restored back to the squad, having missed out a altogether against Italy as a result of a chest injury picked up by Courtney Laws in training on Wednesday. And the latest on that is that Courtney Laws is ruled out for the rest of the Six Nations source. Yes, it's a bit of a shame for him. He's a class player and he's been a class player for years. Um, but Wilson is a good replacement. He deserves it. Unfortunately, Eddie's made a huge mistake again because uh, against... Well, it's it's Farrell in the team. It's Farrell in the team. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's just one of the many mistakes. No, the, um, I think when... Um, uh, so last week, what's his name? I've forgotten his name. Oh, that's annoying. Uh, Jack Willis got really badly injured. Um, yeah. He has been taken out of the team. And Eddie randomly, like last week, bought some guy that no one's ever heard of into the England squad. He trained for four days and has been put on the bench immediately. I mean, there's better players. I don't know yeah. what is going on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just um, do you know any updates on um, the guy who was stretched off against Italy? And is, are there any updates? Jack Willis is, well, he, he's injured and he's going to be out definitely for the rest of the Six Nations, yeah. maybe the rest of the year. Um, it's going to be bad. It's bad, but he he's not suffering too badly. Okay, right. Isaac, next story. Move on. Next story. Right. We're going to move on to a bit of golf. We haven't had much golf recently, but unfortunately it's not uh, very good news. Um, Tiger Woods was recovering from major surgery on his right leg um, Tuesday evening at Harbour UCLA Medical Centre after being involved earlier in the day in a high-speed single car accident outside Los Angeles. 
Wood suffered open fractures to both the upper and lower portions of his tibia and fibula in his right leg, as well as damage to the ankle bones and trauma to the muscle and soft tissues of the leg. According to an update released by his social media account on Tuesday night, a fracture is when a bone breaks into more than two pieces and an open fracture suggests bone broke the skin. Now, I actually knew that because we had to learn that for lifeguard training. But Right, good. Um, so, Tiger Woods is certainly not going to be hitting par anytime soon. And you can edit that out if that's a poor joke. because it is. <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Move, um, next story. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a shame for Tiger Woods. He's, I mean, he, he again, he's another one that's a class player and he's been around for ages and he's still going at his top level um, yeah. so uh, we wish him a speedy recovery but Aaron what else you got? Yeah. Uh, England England have um, succumbed to a 10 wicket defeat inside two days in the third day night test against India after an extraordinary second day's play in Ab- Amenabad which saw 17 wickets fall for 176 runs. England were bowled out for 81 in their second innings on a treacherous turning track. And that was after some early heroics from Joe Root claiming a maiden test Pfeiffer so Indian, India collapsed to 145 all out in the morning. If it left the home side, a sender target of 49 to chase. Never enough runs for England to play with. Defeat now knocks them out of contention in the ICC World Test Championship, where while they trail 2-1 in the series heading into the final test back at the Modi Stadium next Thursday. Right, I have a lot to say about this, so I'm just going to get it all off my chest because this is why it's for. Uh, England were the worst possible team you could probably ever choose. I mean, not enough spinners is one thing. Next thing, the track, the pitch was absolute dog turd. Don't ever play on an Indian pitch. And quite frankly, we need to do better. If we don't, that's it. Isaac, I'm not going to ask you for your thoughts because we've probably spent too long on that. Next story. I did sort of fall a bit asleep, but it's, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> uh, we can't go uh, in a week in the news segment without a Liverpool story. So here we go. Uh, Diego Jota has returned to full training as Liverpool prepare for Sunday's away match to Sheffield United after a knee injury against Midtjylland in the Champions League. As well as Virgil van Dijk, who was pictured outside with a ball at the training complex. Uh, he suffered serious um, anterior cru- yeah, ankle injuries um, <laughs> in October uh, after being tackled badly by um, Pickford, Jordan Pickford. Yeah. And it's great to see him back. Diego Jota, yeah. I mean, he's class. We got him from Wolves and he's been on top form since. Unfortunately, he had an injured. Virgil, we need him back, <laughs> quite yeah. honestly. Um, I, I just want to say, how the hell have we reached the point where... A footballer pictured outside with a ball is news. (laughs) I know. How how is that news? (laughs) A footballer pictured outside with with uh, with a ball has made the top news. But anyway, um, that's that's football this week. Aaron, what else (laughs) you got? Grosjean makes drive and return with an IndyCar test. Roman has said getting into a racing car felt like home. He has signed up to drive for Dal Cogne in the 2021 Championship less than three months after the horrific incident on lap three of the Bahrain Grand Prix. He's still suffering burns to his hands, but he was delighted with his first day back on track where he drove 83 laps. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see him back. He's a real sport. I mean, he's, he, he's been... In, yeah. He's been really looking forward to this, I, I know, and yeah. Yeah, it's good to see him back after the injury. And it's, it's it's nice to see that when when this happens, everyone comes together to support. Yeah, this. I mean, a, a spe- I do hope he does 
Toto does follow up on that Toto Wolf uh, does follow up on his offer to get Roman in a Mercedes car if Haas don't let him to, so he can have one last drive in a Formula One car. Oh, that, yeah, I didn't hear about that. That's very nice. Um, now, our final news story this week uh, is a bit of a, a, a somber one. Um, it's it's about gymnastics and it sort of links to um, the interview we had with Tom last week, gymnast. Um, it doesn't link that, that you'll wait to hear the story. It doesn't link in that way, but it links because it's about gymnastics. Um, but, uh, well, at least gonna... we hope it doesn't link in that way because no, that doesn't. would be very bad. Uh, but this is an issue that's been going on for a while. Um, so 17 former gymnasts, including three Olympians, are taking legal action against British gymnastics over what they say was systemic, physical and psychological abuse in the sport. The women, now aged between 15 and 43, are seeking compensation for what they claim is ongoing physical and psychological suffering as a result of the alleged abuse, including depression, musculoskeletal conditions and PTSD. Uh, the gymnasts involved said the changing cult said changing the culture of the sport is their primary motivation. A letter before action, which arrived with British gymnastics on Thursday afternoon, claimed abuse perpetrated by coaches and others employed by the sports governing body at various clubs across the UK. The woman, who would be between the ages of 6 and 23 when the alleged abuse took place, claimed that the practices included inappropriate use of physical force by coaches against gymnasts and a cavalier attitude to injury, as well as excessive control over diet and fluid intake. Now, uh, I think we can both say that we, if we can support those gymnasts in any way by Absolutely. if one of them even wants to come on here to tell, to tell their story, we are absolutely fine with that and get in contact because yeah we, frankly, want we want spread that. the word basically get get the word out there that obviously this is not right it said here the youngest of ages of six i mean that yeah. is just horrific now we know our, our friend tom is passionate about this as well he we, uh, had a long chat um, with this uh, about with him about this so yeah um it's obviously it's a really really not great thing and it, need, it needs to stop basically six twenty six years old that's i mean that's it's, it's, it should never happen. It shouldn't, no. Um, um, so, yeah, we just basically spread the word and uh, let's let's hope that it stops, basically, and, and they get uh, their legal action agreed with, basically. Yeah. Uh, but that's it with our news segment, New Balls, Please, this week. Um, we've enjoyed ourselves. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Uh, we'll have another new segment next week. Uh, but right now, Aaron, it's time for... Come on, take it quickly. Oh, goody, goody, goody. Right. Okay. Let, let's go. <laughs> When was the last time Man United won the Premier League? Ah, right. Uh, <laughs> was it the year in which Alex Ferguson retired? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Oh, for Christ's sake. Um, is it 2014? Oh, it's 2013. Lovely stuff. I think you can give me that, personally. Well, it, you got the wrong answer, but there you go. Okay, we'll have... I'm sure we'll have more of that later on. Uh, but right now, it's time for... Uh, a segment that we do every week. It's it's funny. It's factual. It's time for Aaron's factual frenzy. Yes, it's Aaron's factual frenzy time. Now, this is the segment where Aaron reads some sporting facts. Let's go. Yeah, uh, the sport of badminton was was initially called puna. Oh wow, that's that's a very good fact. <laughs> okay, Anna Cop Cop Chov. Chovchovsky, the first woman to cycle around the world in 1894, had only learned how to cycle a few days before she set off. She covered the entire distance in 15 months and received a reward of $10,000. 
Wow. It's like I mean, if around only, the world. If you only just learn how to cycle, that's, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you would find that difficult and you are quite an experienced cyclist. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's like me learning how to walk. No, not me. I don't know why I use my me as an example. That's like a, a, a baby learning how to walk and then running a marathon. Okay. Well, sort uh, of. It's a bit similar. Right, moving on. Uh, during the Olympic Games in China, Usain Bolt ate only chicken nuggets as it was the only meal he recognised from his home. <laughs> and it, ultimately, he won three gold medals with just chicken, chicken nuggets. Finally, Brilliant. my theories have been proved right. Chicken nuggets <laughs> are legendary. That's a theory, that. You only, actually thought this. Not only do they provide you energy, they provide you with pure speed. For speed, right? Yeah, McDonald's should do their their slogan: <laughs> energy, speed, and power. Mm, I'm loving it, right? Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's brand deal, yes, thanks. That would right. be quite nice. But is that all yeah, your first? Uh, yes, that is. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I like I like all of those facts. They're all very good, worthy facts this week. Well done. Thank you. Right. But what is it time <laughs> Which for is now? Your favorite? Okay, now it is time for the time for three parts to a sporting moment in game, set, and match. All you have to do is guess the sporting moment. Sounds easy, there must be a catch. You will get three clues and then you start a guessing. This is game, set, and Yes, it's game set and match time. This is the segment where me and Aaron guess a sporting moment from three clues. If you get it on the first clue, you get three points. Second clue, two points. And the final clue, you only get one point. But uh, it's a very fun game. We enjoy ourselves playing this. Uh, we're going to toss a coin. Let me choose a coin this week. I'm going to go with a two pence. Two pence piece. Okay. Okay. Uh, call it. Uh, heads for reds. It is heads for reds. Yeah. It's been heads for heads three weeks in a row. Yeah, I know. That's right. why I chose it. Right. Would you me. like to go first or second? <laughs> I will go first. So we like, like read, to... read mine to you first. Okay, so I will guess first. Let's go. Okay. So the first clue is a year, 1984. Ooh, was that one of the times? Well, I think it was, but is it one of the times Liverpool won the Champions League? No. Okay. Well, it, well, it might be, but that is not the I mean, fact. It, it may well have been, actually. Right, okay. Second one is perfect leg on TV. Perfect leg on TV. Perfect leg on TV. 1984. Perfect leg. Uh, when you said that, the first thing that came to mind was the last leg, but then they're not perfect legs, are they? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, I like that. Perfect leg on TV. Yeah. Oh, I've got no idea. Okay. Now, this one is a math equation for you. Oh, okay. 180 times 2, you add 141 and you get 501. Give me a minute. So, 180 times 2, yes. Yeah. 360. You you add 141. So, two, so, 180 times 2, then you add 141. Yeah. Okay, give me a minute. And then, and whoa, then you whoa, get whoa, 501. Whoa. whoa. I'm just trying to okay. figure that out. I, okay. Uh, 360, what was the... You add what onto it? 141. 141. Okay, uh, so that would be 
400 and no 501 yeah yeah then what that's that's the clue oh the 501's the clue yeah oh uh i mean that is extremely difficult i've got no idea okay 501 doesn't mean anything to me what so what was the other two clues again okay the first one was 1984, and the second was Perfect Leg on TV. Perfect Leg on TV. Perfect Leg on TV. And 501. Are you sure yeah. they get easier as they go down? <laughs> Don't think they do. Uh, what is it? I've got no idea. Okay. It was the first ever televised Nine Data. It happened in 1984. Nine Data is a perfect leg in darts on TV. Yeah. And then 501 is how much you actually, that that's how you get a perfect leg. I've just described how that is. I think, I think you've just leg. done the hardest one yet. And that was supposed to be the an, an easy one. I've, A, I don't know what dart terms are. B, I didn't know that. I'd never heard of that. I thought mine dart 1984, 84.9 doesn't mean anything to me. I'm First clue for you is 2008. Um... Okay, it might be something about Manchester United. So I'm going to say, was it the year that Wayne Rooney signed? I mean, it may well have been, but no, that's not, that's not the Okay. Answer. I mean, well, I don't know. Anyway, uh, clue number two is McLaren. Okay, all right, hold on. I've got to think now. Uh, right, McLaren. So it's going to be F1. That's an obvious one. Oh, maybe. 2000. Well, it can't not be, mate. Um... <laughs> oh, God. Um... Right, so, okay, yeah, just, I'm not going to offer a guess, just move okay. on. And the final clue is world champs, or world champion. Right. So, is it, so, so, what I've got to ask, answer, ask myself is who won the world championships for McLaren in 2008? But think, though. Oh, wait, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, but. Lewis Hamilton not... winning the world championship in 2008. Yeah, that's right, but I'm not going to give you that because it's something particular that it's a sporting moment. I have no clue. That's that's all. It was Hamilton's first ever championship win. Oh, well, oh God. Okay, I'm not going to give you that because you didn't no, get the no, answer. No, because I probably should have. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. did, that was good, though. You, you worked it out, but you didn't give the correct bit. Yeah, um, I so didn't that... give the sporting moment. I, I, I concede. No yes. points to anyone. Nice. Okay, uh, so scores stay the same. It's still 3-0 to Aaron and two games to Aaron because uh, it was a draw this week with zero each so that's three game three nil to Aaron in the points two nil to Aaron in the games uh there we go that now it's time for corn taken quickly okay what have you got okay how many times did Lewis Hamilton achieve the fastest lap in 2020 oh good question um I know (laughs) so fastest lap I'm gonna say how many races can I ask that there were 22 races 22 was there? I thought it was less than that because it was a shorter year. Anyway. No, there were 22 um, races. 22 races, 2020. Fastest lap. He got seven times. Oh, so close. It was six times. Oh, I was going to say six, he... but then I added one for luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got fastest lap 27.3% of the time. I mean, Absolutely amazing. That is amazing, yeah. Uh, well, there you go. That was Corner Taken Quickly, but also that was Game Set a Match. We'll have another one next week.
What's the score with Aaron and Isaac? Okay, uh, so that was our game set and match, and a, and a sneaky corner taken quickly from Aaron there. Uh, but Thank what you. we're going to do now is a segment. We're going to we're going to we're going to read some some quotes, some funny quotes. Um, Aaron, uh-huh. what is this segment? Okay, this segment is. So yes, this is say what. This is where I read uh, funny sporting quotes. Uh, right, so a couple of uh, quotes for you. You're going to try and guess the um, who said it. Okay. Oh, sorry, no, not this week because this week uh, it's it's a special one, um, and so Ooh! this these ones are all well. Most of these are said by a to do with Gordon Strachan. Um, he's a football manager. So this is him talking to reporters in the media. So the, the reporter says, "What is your impression of Jeremy Pennant?" Gordon Strachan says, "I don't do impressions." <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh, reporter Gordon, can we have a quick word, please? <laughs> Gordon Strachan, velocity. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, just want to tell you, Gordon Strachan, OBE, is a Scottish football coach and former player. He played for Dundee, Aberdeen, Manchester United, okay. Leeds United, and Coventry City, as well as the Scotland national team. Uh, he has man- managed Southampton previously. Hmm. Well, this might explain. Uh, reporter Gordon, do you think James Beattie deserves to be in the England squad? Jordan Strachan, I don't care, I'm Scottish. <laughs> unbelievable Um, uh, reporter welcome to Southampton Football Club do you think you are the right man to turn things around Uh, Gordon Strachan no I was asked if I thought I was the right man for the job and I said no I think they should have got George Graham because I'm useless (laughs) but he got the job Um, reporter there's no negative vibes or negative feelings here Gordon Strachan apart from yourself we're all quite positive around here I'm going to whack you over the head with a big stick down Down, negative man, down. <laughs> I love Gordon Strachan. Imagine that. Gordon, if you're section. listening, come on the podcast. Do you negative you. man? Do you... oh, that's, that's a bit Geordie. <laughs> no, no, that's Jamaican. Uh, reporter. So, Gordon, any plans for Europe this year? Gordon Strachan. Aye. Me and the wife quite fancy Spain in August. <laughs> <laughs> reporter. So, Gordon, in what areas do you think Middlesbrough were better than you today? Gordon Strachan. What areas? Maybe that big green one out there. <laughs> Gordon, come on the pod. We love you. I love you, Gordon. Okay, final one. Reporter, this might sound like a daft question, but you'll be happy to get your first win under your belt, won't you? Gordon Strachan, you're right. It is a daft question. I'm not even going to bother answering that one. It is a daft question. You're spot on there. <laughs> Gordon Strachan, the very funny Scottish footballer and manager there, uh, giving us some content. Thank you, Gordon. Um. Thank you, Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that will say what we'll have another <laughs> one of those and Aaron's factual frenzy next week. Uh, but right now, we're going to have a bit of a, a bit of a game almost. We, well, I've on my piece of paper, I've written crickety thing. What have you, what have you called it? Yeah. Okay, I've called it stereotype breaking. Stereotype yeah. breaking. This is. Yeah, this is where we will um, go through the names of the England women cricket team, uh, because cricket is presumed to be quite a posh people sport. I'm not posh. Well, I don't think I am. Um, And we will go through their names and see how posh their names suggest they are. Now, remember, names are not a a reflection on the actual person, so we're not hating this person. We're just talking about the name. I should just say, we're doing the women's team because everyone knows the men's team already. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be boring. Uh, Right, so... 
Tammy Beaumont. Now that to me, that just screams privilege. It, <laughs> yeah, the, the name Tammy's quite nice actually. I quite like that. No, Tammy's a good name. It's, it's like it's like Beaumont, uh, Taffy, though. your friend. Yeah, Beaumont though. I see what you mean. I do know what yeah. you mean. It's, does it's scream Tammy, quite yeah. a bit privilegey, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, next one is Danny Wyatt. No, oh, no, that, that's quite good actually. No, that Danny uh, Wyatt's like Essex yeah. lad. Uh, Essex yeah. lass, like, <laughs> Danny Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Heather Knight, the captain. Oh yeah, that's 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 quite up yeah. there, you know, quite top top. Uh, hey, class. Hey, how how are you doing, Heather? Would you like a scone? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually really good. I'm impressed with that one. Uh, Natalie Skiffer. No. No. Oh, Nat Nat Skiffs. <laughs> hey Nat, how are you doing, Nat? Right, sorry. Amy Jones, the wicket the wicket keeper. That's that's, that's kind of a no. that's almost Welsh. That's it's yeah, it's normal, I'd say that was sort of Bristolian uh, slash Welsh. Fran Wilson. Now I have a biased opinion here because I've heard her speak and she is by no means posh. What what was the name? Fran Wilson. Oh Fran, I think you said Bran. Uh <laughs> Fran Wilson, yeah. I mean it's sort of it's Midlands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh might be from Liverpool. Um Catherine Brunt. Catherine Brunt. Oh, she's northern. Yeah. Yeah, she's from the name. <laughs> Final one. Uh, so Sophie Eccleston. Oh, very posh. Yeah, yeah. very posh. Sophie Eccleston. <laughs> Sophie Eccleston. Would you like a scone? Or was Natalie Skip? No, who was the other posh one? Natalie White or or something? No, Natalie Skiver. Uh, yes. Would you like a scone with Natalie Skiver on the veranda with a ginseng? Right. Sorry. Right. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. So that was a little bit of a, a game for you there. We we enjoyed that. A bit of fun. Um. Stereotype breaking. You never know. We might have another one of those. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll come up with a better name. You never know. Yeah. Um, never know. Right. <laughs> now it is time for our weekly segment we do. It's called Dark Pommel Horse. These are the dark horses we think are coming up in the weekend of sport. Um, so, like, yeah, whatever happens, who we think is going to be the dark horse, simply like that. Now, last week I said West Ham again and they won again against, was it Tottenham? <laughs> they beat Tottenham, didn't they? So, yeah, I was, I, I was, I'm good. Good now, news is they're not playing Manchester United, so if you wanted to choose them again, no well, one would blame you. <laughs> however, they are playing Manchester City, so yeah, right. They, they, yeah, they are the dark pommel horse. They, they will be. I mean, <laughs> I think they might be Jesse Lingard. They're they're up to fourth. They've got Jesse wow. Lingard uh, from United, bought them from United, um, loaned. Yeah, loaned. That's what I mean. Um, but yeah, Leeds are playing Villa now. That is going to be an interesting one. Villa have been pretty good, but so have Leeds. They beat Saints the other day. Um, so that, that's going to be a tough game. 3-0. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, that, that will be interesting to see. Obviously, Liverpool-Sheffield United, the dark horse this weekend, is going to be Sheffield United. I think they've got yeah. an easy win on their hands. <laughs> um, United-Chelsea, that's going to be a tough game. Uh, and then Leicester-Arsenal. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so on Monday, uh, Everton are playing Southampton. Now that is going to be an amazing game. Everton yeah. are seventh. Uh, however, they haven't been necessarily on top form recently. Uh, they are um, Saints are down to fourteenth, but it could be a close one. Both teams are looking good. Um, yeah, I I don't know what to call. Um, I mean, Everton have won uh, three of their last six games, and Saints have won one. So it's going to be tough, but I'm going to, I'm backing Saints against Everton there. So that they're my they're another oh, nomination okay. for Dark Horse. Uh, moving into Six Nations now, obviously yes, Scotland yes. and France are goners. Um, 
Ireland are playing Italy, so Ireland have won. Uh, Wales, England. Now, I really want England to win. <laughs> However, Lewis Rees Zamet, Wales winger, he is probably yeah, the yeah. highest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good good point on that. He is probably the my most uh, favourable Dark Horse nomination this week. Uh, La- well, was it uh, two weeks ago? Uh, who they play? Ireland? Was it Ireland? Someone just, 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 just. How about you just say every team that they could have played, and then you just edit out the ones they didn't, and then it sounds like you were correct. Uh, Wales played Scotland, and um, they won, but mainly by a solo performance by Lewis Rees-Zammett. He scored some amazing tries, and amazing, amazing young lad as well. Plays for Gloucester. He's he's, he's a great talent. Um, and his his teammate at Gloucester, Johnny May. England winger as well, so they'll be up against each other. Now, I think Lewis Rezamit is the dark horse this week, but uh, we'll see what else we've got. Um, so yeah, that, that's Alexa, the situations. Make a note: put Lewis Rezamit in fantasy team. Thank you. <laughs> you should have done that by now. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, basically, uh, Formula E has started back up as well. Oh! Okay, need, need to mention. watch that one. Need to watch that one. It's actually live right now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's happening right now, and you can watch it right now. Uh, but I just thought I'd give it mention. It's not. It's not the best thing to watch. It's not the worst thing to watch, and it doesn't no. deserve a dark pommel horse. But there you go. That's my nomination this week. I think <laughs> Lewis Rees Summit is the one. What do you think? Okay. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I don't normally make. I was going to stick with my original fantasy team and just accept the penalties imposed on me because of Scotland and France. Um, but I will definitely be changing that up and putting Reese Summit after that glowing endorsement by you. And now watch him not do anything useful because I've just supported him. Right, moving um, on yeah. with a bit of content quickly. Oh, what have you got for me? I've got this. According to Guinness World Records, what is the record for the highest catch of a cricket ball? Highest catch? So, as in... In in, in metres, in metres. So, as in the ball was... Oh, yeah, yeah. I will will tell you how how the record works. You're standing on the ground, drone goes up to a certain height, uh, it has a thing on it and it drops the ball, you catch it with with, with keeping gloves and that is the catch. I think I may have watched I remember watching a programme about Guinness World Records and I'm sure I saw that Uh, that was ages ago though, Um, what's the record so I'm going to say it's quite a lot, 70 metres Now that that is closer to the record that was previously held, but the, the current record is 114 meters. Really? Uh, the other one that was broken, that this broke, was by Elisa Healy, the captain of the, um, no, the wicketkeeper of the Australian women's team, who did it for a like endorsement thing, who got 96 meters. Very nice. Well, that's that's good. Well done, then. Yeah. Well, um, well done, Elisa. Now it's time for our Guess the Score segment. Again, we still haven't got a name for it. There's no need. Uh, This is where we guess the scores. Now, last week, we guessed the scores, and we're going to review the Guess the Scores. Aaron, what did we guess? So, Southampton versus Chelsea. I guessed 1-0 to Chelsea. You guessed 2-0 to Southampton. We were both wrong. It was (laughs) 1-1. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was... I I said it would be a a close game, and it was. Um, Yeah, I think... Saints did well, and then yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, 
Liverpool and Everton, the Merseyside derby. I said 2-0 to Liverpool. You said 2-1 to Liverpool again. It was 0-2 to... It was 2-0 to Everton. So We're yeah, both I wrong. Mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Liverpool um, just didn't do well. Well, actually, they stayed in form, didn't they? I suppose that's what we yeah. should say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're on a um, run of loss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Manchester United versus Newcastle United. I guessed 4 1 to uh, Manchester that was United. Close. I know. I'm, and you guessed 2 or 3 0. I wrote over it uh, to Manchester United. It was 3 1. Yeah. It's 3 1. I'm going to count that as a win for me because that is so, so close. It's closest one here. Yeah. Um, to be quite honest. Uh, Leeds and Southampton, 3-0. Uh, we both got that wrong. Don't even need to go through what we thought on that. Uh, Manchester United uh, and Real Sociedad. Uh, I said the aggregated score would be 10-0, which would mean a further six goals uh, scored in last night's match. As it was 0-0. It was 0-0. So, uh, so you were actually the closer one there. With, uh But you just got it the wrong way, wrong way round. You said... Uh, 5-0 to Real Sociedad. Yeah, but Man United won. Not going to happen. <laughs> anyway, right. so this weekend, um, we've got an interesting lineup of games. Uh, nothing too special. Um, we're we're going to do a prediction for Man City-West Ham, just because... Yeah. Uh, that's be that's literally game. the first one on my list that I wrote down. I'm, I'm we're guessing. We're on the same level, mate. Uh, we're yeah. on the same level. Uh, Man City-West right. Ham, so... I'm thinking City haven't been necessarily best form, although they're still top of the league. West Ham have been on the best form, although they're fourth. I'm going to say it's going to be a close game, but I think City, oh, I'm going to say 1-0 City. Okay, yeah, um, you're saying 1-0 City, um, and I am saying 2-1 City. So, you know, never know. Uh, Right, see if you can guess the next one which I wrote down. Um, Is it... Uh, Chelsea Man United. Yes, it is! <laughs> uh, Chelsea Man United. So, I believe... Let me just check their positions in the table. United, I said... United are second, Chelsea are fifth. So, again, United are on form. I, it pains me to say it, but... Um, oh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 2-0 Chelsea. Okay, 2-0 Chelsea. Uh, well... I went with 3-2 to United, 3-2 to Chelsea, uh, because when you men, when United need to win, they don't win. So, you know, <laughs> uh, that's quite frankly it. Um, okay, Liverpool-Sheffield United is the next one up. Um, oh, I mean, I really want Liverpool to win. I can't bear them to lose another one, to be honest. Sheffield United are bottom of the table, so Liverpool have to win, surely. I am going to back them. I think it will be... Are they going to let one in? 2-1. Two, 2-1 one, two, one Liverpool. Okay, 2-1. I've gone for a simple 1-1 one, one draw. God, gosh. I, 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 I could not decide. I could not uh, imagine right. this time last year saying that about Liverpool. Con- contemplating, you can't decide between the worst team in Premier League and Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, Everton versus Southampton. Now, tough game. I'm backing Saints, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually no. Be, I do sort of have to back. I, I'm back. I'm backing them too. I'm going to say three-two uh, uh, to Everton. I'm going to say actually. Sorry, I changed my mind halfway through there. Okay, three-two uh, to 
Everton. Saints right, to go. Saints to go three. two nil up. Saints to go two nil up, and then Everton to get a late winner. To, really, really to, late to, winner. To, to bounce three in. Um, I have gone on the track of the same scoreline, but just switched around. I'm going three two to Saints. Okay. Is that it, or is there one more? Live, live, uh, there are two more. Okay. So, Palace and Manchester United. Um, I am just going to go straight in with a decent 3-0 thrashing to United. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> just going to say 1-0, just the one for United. 1-0 to United. Yeah. Okay. And then Liverpool-Chelsea, the final one, uh, that's next Thursday, 4th of March. I'm going to say 5-0 Chelsea. Yeah, let's let let's be brutally honest. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say. I'll tell you what. If Liverpool beat <laughs> Sheffield United by at least three goals, then I'm backing Liverpool to win against Chelsea. If they don't, Chelsea've got it all the way. Okay, so yeah, I'm I'm not gonna write that down because I can't be bothered. Um, I'm gonna say for Liverpool and Chelsea, it's I'm gonna say it's gonna be tight and go to. Three again. Two, three, Chelsea. Okie dokie. Well, there you go. That is our score predictions. Let us know what your score predictions are um, uh, and so we can read them out next show and see if you got them right. Uh, but Aaron, before we move on, I just need to tell you something. Yes. Corner taken quickly. Hey, he sprung it. He did spray it, boys. Or oh, and Fine. girls and anyone else. Final one of the show. How many Grand Slams has Novak Djokovic won? Oh, this one with updated quite recently because he did one, did win the Australian Open. Is it ninety-seven? You being serious? Okay, no. How many no, Grand no, no, Slams? No. How many yeah, Grand Slams? Yeah, Do you know what a yeah, Grand Slam is? Yeah, tournament. Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say thirty-two. Eighteen. <laughs> okay, well, as of last week, it was 17, but then he got one during the week, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so that's brought it up to 18. But there you go. That's Corner 10 Cookie for this week. We'll have more next week. Uh, before we leave you, we're going to have a quick chat about the easing of Mr. Lockdown um, on and what impact that has on sports. Aaron, thoughts? Yeah. Fans will be able to return soon. And of course, that is brilliant uh, because although it isn't brilliant for my main reason, for one main reason, BT Sports, Sky Sports and Prime Video will lose rights to some games and then not all, all games will be shown. That is a shame. That is a shame, yeah. Yeah, I, so I mean, you know. I don't have BT or Sky anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, um, it's, it's not so bad for you. It's very bad for me because I don't want to go out. But I'm actually not excited for this uh, because um, at some point this year anyway, um, well, basically because me and Aaron and our friends were going to see England versus Barbarians at Twickenham last year, it's been cancelled. We've still got the money for the tickets. So we're going to basically go and see an England game at some point. So it will either be an England game or it will be the Premiership final, which is normally around my birthday, but it's been pushed back a bit this year. So we'll see what happens, um, and hopefully we we'll get to see that. But anyway, lockdown easing, obviously. Yeah, I am excited for a, a, another reason, and this relates to my cricket team, uh, oh, yeah. North Stoneham and Eastleigh, if you are at all interested in that sort of thing. Um, I uh, will be the wicketkeeper for the season. Hey, when, do, when does know. the season start? Okay, so the season will start on May the 8th. 
Oh, okay. So not too far away then. Well, it's quite no. far, but in, in lockdown terms, not too far away. Um, no. Yay! <laughs> actually, no, what am I saying? In lockdown terms, it's years away, mate. Yeah, uh, yes. Um, but also swimming, pools open soon. Not just swimming. I, I get to go back to work. I say soon. I don't, I'm not still not sure when. Still a bit confusing, but we'll, 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 we'll confirm everything. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be back to work. I'll be back swimming. Um, but also colleges are back open um, in a couple of weeks. So that's all to look forward to. Well, it's to look forward to because we've been at home, but it's not necessarily the most exciting thing in the world. But anyway, that's been What's the Score with Aaron Isaac this week. Let us know what's the score with you. Um, <laughs> and you can watch us on YouTube, if you would like. You can watch the What's the Score show. Um, you can get in contact by messaging us on Instagram or checking out our Anchor page or sending us a voice message on Anchor or just messaging us separately. Uh, also, listen to all of our previous episodes on all your usual listening platforms. But Aaron, what have we learned this week? Well, this week we have learned that for next February, I have a new Valentine and his name is Gordon Strachan. Yeah. <laughs> Gordon, he's an absolute legend. Yeah, legend. yeah. You, you've got to love a bit of Strachan in the morning. That's it from What's the Score with Aaron yeah. and Isaac. Thank you very much for listening. The, Goodbye. The, when we did the Say What segment, I was tempted to do the Scottish accent, but I just couldn't put it on, <laughs> so I just didn't. I just didn't. But anyway, yeah, that's been What's the Score with Aaron, Aaron and Isaac this week. Uh, by the way, we released a bonus episode oh, yeah. on Friday. <laughs> he did forget about it. He was he was all ready to leave. Uh, bonus episode of our first ever episode of Aaron and Isaac Commentate, where we commentated on the last 20 minutes of England versus New Zealand in the Rugby World Cup 2019 semi-final. Uh, that was very fun to do. Uh, do go and listen to that if you're interested. It's on all the podcast streams. So yeah, bonus episode, Aaron and Isaac Commentate. Um, we'll do more of those. We'll do more streams. Um, yeah, stay tuned. And we'll be back next week with another What's the Score with Aaron and Isaac, hopefully with another guest. You never know. Uh, we'll see what happens. So yeah, thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. What's the score with Aaron and Isaac?